recognize that it was Jesus. Because that he was still in the form in which he was when he was on the cross. He was beaten. He was nearly unrecognizable. And so he began to tell them, it's me. He showed them his hands. He showed them his side because Jesus wanted them to know that some people have said that he was just here in spirit, but he was not here in the flesh. He was, but the Bible says that he ate with them. Spirits don't eat. He ate the last supper with them. The disciples recognized him by his physical features. He ate with them. He spoke with them. And the scripture is very clear that after the resurrection that Jesus still had the scars in his body from the crucifixion. Jesus showed them his hands and his side. They recognized that it was Jesus. But there was one that missed the service that day by the name of Thomas. And, and so Thomas, he said that, uh, I, I'm not going to believe unless I see. And so eight days later in John 20 and 25, Thomas called the twin. One of the 12 was with them, uh, was, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, uh, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands and the nails prints and unless I put my finger into the nail prints in his hand and, and into his side, then I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus came to the door being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. And he took my hand. And then he reached your hand here and he put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas said, except I see it. And Jesus said, I'll do one better than that. Put your hand in my side. Feel the nail prints that are in my hand. Thomas knew from the report of others' disciples that Jesus had risen, but because they had seen the evidence of his scars that the crucifixion had left in his body. In the Luke 24, verse 38, and he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt arise in your heart? Behold, my hands and my feet. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. He is telling them uh, that this, I am the real deal. I'm not just a spirit. I'm not just a ghost, but I'm the real deal. He said, feel the nail prints in my hands. Look at my feet. Look at my side. He tells them that it, it is me. It is me. We also know the crown of thorns that was pounded upon his head. We know the beating that was upon his back. The Bible says his back was like a plowed field. His feet were nailed with spikes into the cross. 
We are not talking about a 16-penny nail. We are talking about a spike that is big enough to hold the weight of a full-grown man. So it is not just a little 16-penny nail, but probably more like a railroad nail that would be pierced through his feet. We also know that, that there is debate, but they say that during Bible times that, that the, the uh, hand was considered from the fingertips to the elbow. We know that uh, naturally there is no cartilage or anything in the palm of the hand to hold weight. So uh, theologians do believe that those spikes were driven through his wrist that would hold him to that cross. The holes were there. They were gaping holes. They were not holes that, that would readily be overlooked. Jesus is there and he is nailed there and he is hanging between these two thieves on a cross. They came, the soldiers would come to check and see if they were dead. The Bible says that the thieves were still alive and so that they would break their legs so that they could no longer push themselves up and get another breath. And so they would die because they would not be able to take in another breath. We see that when they came to Jesus that, they, that he was already dead. But the soldier wanted to make sure that he was dead. So he takes his sword and pierces him into the side. And the Bible said that blood and water came out. So medically we understand that it probably went through his lung, punctured his heart, and the blood and the water came flowing out. We, we could uh, talk about the birth of the church there, but we'll go on. But what I want you to understand that, that the not breaking of any bones goes back to the promise that was made of Psalms that said not one of his bones were broken. When you study the bones, you will find out that bones represent promises and so whenever Jesus hung upon the cross none of his promises were broken amen I want to tell you today that no matter yes give him praise No matter what you go through in life, no matter what the enemy brings your way, no matter the wounds that you may be dealing with in your life, there is nothing that can break the promises of God over your life. Amen. It's interesting as well to understand that no one took his life from him. He gave himself. He released his own life. There was not a struggle on the cross because he won the battle in the garden. He won the battle of the mind in the garden. And he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. But just to, to make sure that he was dead, they took that sword. They stabbed him into the side. Amen. And then after they made sure he was dead, they put him in a tomb. And when they, he resurrected, Jesus left his grave clothes behind, but he took his scars with him. Can you imagine what he must have looked like? Psalms 129 said, many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. 
the plowers plowed on my back and they made their furrows long. Isaiah recorded it like this in chapter 50. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out my beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. I find it interesting that God that could do anything the God that could take that which is impossible and makes it possible. The God that nothing is impossible for and makes all things new. It is interesting to me that he chose not to do away with the scars or the wounds of Calvary, but he allowed the scars to remain. He could have just spoken the word and all scars were gone. There would not be a trace of the cross. There would not be a trace that Jesus had ever gone through anything. But you see, in God's infinite wisdom, he would allow the scars to remain. Because if he would not have remained, then people would have said he never died. This is not the same one. But you see, when Jesus arose from, the, uh, the, from that grave, he chose not to make his skin new, but rather to leave the scars upon him. God could have made his body so that there was no trace that he ever gone through anything. Scars are the same skin as the rest of your body. But you see, the fibers are the same. The tissue is the same. But whenever it is damaged, your skin grows as a weaving basket that interlays and intertwines one upon another. But whenever your skin is damaged and a scar, all of your skin grows back the same direction and the same way. Therefore, it builds the tissue. It brings a healing. But scar tissue runs the same direction. And so, therefore, where you have a scar... You don't have the flexibility that you have with the rest of your skin. So why did Jesus allow these imperfections in his body? Perhaps it was his trophy for defeating the devil. Perhaps it was his trophies for saying, look, you know what? I went to hell and I defeated him single-handedly. You know, it, it makes good preaching, but it isn't, it isn't theological sound whenever preachers say that it was like a great boxing fight where the devil and Jesus fought it out and, and now Jesus rose triumphant. It's good preaching, but it's not realistic. I want you to understand today that there was no struggle. The devil was defeated that day single-handedly. Amen. The Bible said he was destroyed and made a show of him openly. Praise God. You see, I want you to understand today that the scars are there not for Jesus, but the scars are there for you today. For you to understand that if he overcame, you can overcome. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. For three days, he walked into the heart of the earth into Abraham's bosom. He preached himself to the Old Testament saints and he told them about himself. He showed them his scars. He snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he got up with resurrection power. Amen. And he said, because I live, you can live also. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And whenever he got up, he got up and he did not go to, to heaven, but he, he went until, he, and until people who were dead was walking again. They were found in the city streets. Jesus was walking the earth again and showing himself. He was showing off his scars. He said, I am he who was dead, but now I'm alive and I'm alive forevermore. Praise God. You see, Jesus was walking around because he understood that it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't have been bad if he would have just got up, went back to heaven and no one ever saw him. But I, uh, he, in his infinite wisdom said I'm not going nowhere quickly in fact for 40 days he showed himself in infallible proofs he goes and walks the road of Emmaus he is going to walk into the room where the apostles are at he shows himself because he knew there would come a day when people would say he never got up and he said I'm going to hang around long enough I'm going to show enough people my scars I'm going to show people my battle wounds and I got up and for 40 days he walked the earth so that nobody could say that Jesus did not get up and whenever he proved himself showed him scars then he said I'll go back to the father hallelujah but I want to tell you today that his scars are his proof God left them so that we would remember the price of our salvation. He left them so that we would remember there was a price for our redemption. It is our reminder that our salvation came with a great price. It is a reminder that our healing came by his stripes. It is a reminder that our deliverance is in him today. It is his scars that our wounds can be healed. Last week we talked about the clarification between wounds and scars because wounds are the place where you're hurting. Wounds are the place of your pain. They're still fresh. You can't touch them. You can't talk about them. There are things that have not healed yet and there's still great pain in those areas. But a scar is where there used to be a wound, but total healing has now come and now it is no longer a wound. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can talk about it and it doesn't hurt anymore because you have been healed. All of us have wounds or scars. Some of us have scars from sin in our life. Some of them are more visible than others. But all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us have wounds in our life that we wish were not there. But they will remain there until we accept his scars to bring healing, salvation, and redemption to our lives. Jesus went through the pain of the cross so that we can have freedom from the sin and bondage. We don't have to live our lives wounded. We don't have to live our lives in bondage. But Jesus would, would heal us because of his wounds. We can be healed today. 
You don't have to live your life wounded. You don't have to live your life hurting. You don't have to live your life in guilt and shame and condemnation. But you can have a new start right here today. A new beginning today. Because of what Jesus did on Calvary, there is available to you today a place of healing where your wound is, where that you are feeling shame, where you are feeling broken, where you are feeling hurting. Today, say today. Today you can have healing. What you're feeling in this place today is the presence of God. It's not here to make you feel better while you're here. And you can enjoy the moment, but it is here today to change the trajectory of your life. It's here to change everything about you. It's here to heal your wounds so you'll have a story and show your scars. If you will allow him today, God will go right to the site of your deepest wound and heal you today. Jesus was put on the cross one day. And if you study it out, I, I, I know I ain't getting into theological debate, but theological debate, but I believe it was on Wednesday. I believe he got up on Saturday. It's three days. But whenever it was, we know he died. And we know he was put on a cross. We know that he was beaten and a crown of thorns were placed upon his head. We know that he died there that day. We know that he was put into a borrowed tomb. Amen. Of Joseph of Arimathea. I'm sure people question that. Joseph, why are you giving up your, why are you giving up your tomb? And he said, oh, it's just a weekend thing. <laughs> He's just barring it for the weekend. Amen. But he said, whenever he got up, Three days later. Now you remember that he was put a a spear into his side. He had great nails, spikes driven through his hands. His back was bleeding till some say that his entrails could be seen from his backside. His beard had been plucked from his face. The crown of thorns were pounded upon his head. All of these wounds were in his body. But three days later... Three days later, he gets up from the grave. Dead people don't heal. Huh? But three days later, Jesus gets up and he tells his disciples, look at the nail prints in my hand. Thrust your hand into my side. Thomas, you don't believe me? Feel the holes. See where pain came. See where the wounds were. But I tell you today, it was a supernatural healing that took place. What I'm telling you, it didn't happen over a great period. You know, you get a cut on yourself and it takes you weeks to get healed. But there was something supernatural that happened and took place. What was that? Amen. I'm telling you, God the Father healed Jesus Christ until all that was left was scars. What are you telling me that for, Pastor? Because I'm here today to tell you that if 
if you'll give your heart and your life to his lordship, it doesn't matter how bad the wound is, how terrible it hurts, he can heal you today. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his wounds, I am healed. Hallelujah. I'm thankful today for the wounds of Jesus. I'm thankful today that he has healed me. Glory to God. He was found in the temple one day and the Bible said that he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Not only did Jesus come to heal our wounds, but he also came to give us victory over the bruised place of our life. Wounds are on the outside, but bruises are on the inside. And when Jesus comes and speaks about his mission, he said, I'm here to heal your wounds, but I'm here to also deliver you from your bruised place. He doesn't say, I'm going to heal you of your bruise. He said, I'm going to free you from your bruise. Because you see, when someone has a bruise, the pain remains deep into the tissue, even after the marks are gone. But Jesus said, I'm coming to deliver you from that. I'm coming to set you free from that. Because while you have bruises, you're still held captive by the one who has bruised you. But Jesus said today, I've got good news for you. I have come to deliver you from the bruises in your life. I have come to set you free. Jesus came and preached the acceptable year of the Lord. What is that? It's the year of Jubilee. Amen. It is the year that slaves are set free. He said, I'm coming to deliver you. I'm coming to set you free from every bondage, everything that's held you back, everything that's hindered you, everything that's limited you. I'm here, baby. You don't have to wait another day. I've come into your life. I've come into your house. I've come into your situation. And I'm not just going to heal you, but today you will be set free. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and praise him today. I'm thankful today because he has made me free. He has healed my wounds. Not because of who I am, but because of who he is. All I had to do was accept it. Amen. All I had to do is accept it and then live it out. Jesus has scars in his body today 
They didn't recognize him. The disciples did not recognize him at first because he was not the one that they seen in the boat. He was not the one that, that healed the crippled. His, his, his outward appearance was different. It was he that was hanging on the cross. His scars still intact. So that we could have faith to believe. That you can be healed, that you can be saved, that you can be free. Look at all these testimonies here today. People that have been set free. <laughs> People's scars that have been healed. People's lives that have been changed. Jesus has healed their wounded place. And now all that remains is not the wound, but the scars. Huh? How is it that Josh could talk about being a victim of child abuse and rich about rape and abuse and suicide, hopelessness? broken and depressed how is it talk about porn addiction and lust wilderness wandering coming back to God loss of life how is it you can't talk about that if it's a wound you can only talk about that after it's a scar And that's what Jesus did. By his wounds, all of them have been healed. All of them have been healed. All of them have been healed. Stand with me today. Each of you just stay up here. This is what I know. There's some people in here today dealing with pornography and lust. Some people in here today that are prodigals that have yet to return home. Some people in here today that have may have been a long time ago or may have just been recently, just been abused or raped dealing with depression you can relate somewhere on this stage today but you know why they can stand on this stage today and talk about it because they took one step they took a step toward Jesus today your life can be changed if you'll take that step you may be so angry and so bitter inside of your life today that you didn't even want to come up in here, but somebody made you, somebody talked you into it. Somebody encouraged you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, you know what? I'm hurting. I don't know the Lord as my Savior. 
Maybe you've drawn cold and indifferent in him and that relationship is so severed that there is no sign of it anymore. But today you can be healed. Today is your day. Today is your day for hope to come to your life. As Jamie sings this morning, I want to invite you, if you have issues, if you have needs, if you have things in your life, whatever it is, there's no judgment, no condemnation here. We love you. We love you. And it really doesn't matter the opinions of people. If you'll lie to yourself, you'll lie to anybody. But the only way you can get healing is come to Calvary's cross and say, I'm going to trade my wounds for your scars so that I can be free. As Jamie sings today, if that's you, I want you to come. I want you to come. Thank God for these that have come and are going to continue to pray for them. But I know there's people in here right now. You're saying, I need this. I need it. I need it. Don't allow things to hit. Don't let nothing stop you. This is the greatest thing in your life. So this is the greatest opportunity of your life. Don't you dare walk out of here today worrying about the opinions of people and miss out on what God has done for you on Calvary. If you don't want to come by yourself, ask, grab somebody right there. I promise you there's somebody real close right there in that pew that will walk up here with you. But don't, 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 don't miss this opportunity. Don't take it back home with you. Don't take your wounds with you. Leave them here today. Let healing begin in your life today. Amen. I'm telling you, today your life can change. So come together. Come on. They're already coming. Come on. Come on. There's others of you coming. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't let nothing stop you today. Is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. 
as others today. Come on. Come on. Make this the day. Mark it down in the calendar. April the 5th, 2015 is when I traded my wounds for the scars that brought healing to my life forever. Hallelujah. These are receiving that healing today, but don't leave without yours. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Going to sing it again. Come on. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Oh, he's the name above all names. And he's worthy of our praise. And my heart will sing how great. name is above every other name no matter what your struggle is I'm going to let you go today but I'm going to share with this with you you never go too far you never do anything that God cannot forgive you of Religion will tell you that you can. The devil will tell you that you can. But Jesus says these scars tells you nothing shall separate you from my love. I'll come to where you are. If you're around here very much, you know I don't linger long. But I just feel there's a couple more folks that really just need to take a step today. And I want you to know he has a name 
above all names. He's worthy of all praise. Come on, Jamie. Let's sing how great is our God. Come on today. If that's you, come. Come on. He's the name. This is for you. Come on. Step out today. Bring your wounds to him. Yes, he's worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing. Praise God. Praise God. Can we thank God for these whose lives are being touched today and healed? Amen.